Jody Martin, is she still in here? Everybody blame her, okay? All right, because I had this really long, extensive, in-depth message with Greek and Hebrew uh, translations of different words and things that we were going to get into and just really dig really deep into the Word of God to really expose some things to help all of us within the next week. And somebody, I'm not going to say who, but we, we'll, we all know it's Jody, uh, actually got up this morning to begin to pray that God would change whatever it was that I had prepared. Well, whatever you said. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's my bud. But she's right on. So uh, we're doing this off the fly, off the cuff. This is uh, brand new right now. Um, and it's not related to anything that I was going to bring. And then towards the end, I really don't want us going very far. And I don't want us going very long. Uh, but towards the end, there's going to be a time for altar uh, that I really think is going to be uh, helpful to all of us. Amen? Amen. So uh, we really need some help with this. So let's uh, let's have our expectations on God and not on uh, not on Greg. Okay. Now, by faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You can find that in the end of First Corinthians chapter thirteen. If you go to the last of First Corinthians chapter thirteen, you'll find that we spend a lot of time on love. We talk about love a lot, and we talk about faith a lot, but we really don't spend an awful lot of time on hope. We really don't pay a lot of attention to hope. You'll find out in Romans chapter 15 that God calls himself the God of hope. He delivers hope to us. He is the God of hope. So not not only is he Jehovah, the creator of the universe, but he is also the creator of our hope. He is the creator of this, 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 this vision this, this idea, this, this, this thought of what and who and how we ought to be. Are y'all with me? And what happens in our lives, what happens to us more often than not, is that the enemy is going to attack you at your hope. Why is he going to attack us at our hope? He is going to attack us at our hope because if he could get rid of our hope, he could get rid of any kind of forward movement that we might have in our lives. If he can attack our hope and shut down our hope, we won't move forward. I don't know if y'all watch movies. I watch an awful lot of movies. An awful lot of movies. Clint Eastwood was in a movie called Escape from Alcatraz. Do we remember this movie? Y'all have seen this one before? There was an old dude that cut his fingers off. Nasty, sorry. Uh, in the movie, he was a painter. And he painted a self-portrait of himself. And everything on the portrait was gray and, 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 and kind of black and, and white. Just really just drab, just, just colors that did not bring brightness except for one flower that he had on his lapel. And the question was asked, what is that? He said, that's what they can't take away. My hope. They can't take that thing away from me. They could take away my ability to paint. They could take away from me what I'm going to eat for supper tonight. They could take away from me my freedom. They could take away from me my family. They could take away from me everything that I'm used to touching in my life. But they cannot take my hope. In fact, 
He says abides now faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Why is love so great? Love is great because love will actually fuel your faith. You can go look up that scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, the last scripture that's in there. We'll pull it up for a second. Love actually fuels faith. Faith does not work without love. It's like a tractor that doesn't have gas in it, Beckworth. If you don't put no gas in the tractor, it ain't going to crank. Yeah, y'all remember that one, Sling Blade? Ain't no gas in it. Y'all remember that one? Now abide faith, hope, and love these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest of, of these because it fuels the faith. Love is not the end result of what this scripture is telling us. The end result of these three is hope. Love fuels your faith so that your faith can pull the hope into today. To where you can touch it, you can kiss it, you can drive it, you can live in it, you can eat it. Whatever it is you're going to do with it, when it gets here and you actually have it in front of you tangibly, it's there. That's why love is so great. Not because it fuels your faith, but because it makes your faith pull your hopes into reality. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, it says, My God is able to, to uh, make all grace abound toward you that you all have, having all sufficiency and all. Is that right? Am I on the right one? Hold on. No, I'm not. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I'll read it to you. Now God is able to make... Yeah, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that works in you. He is able to make any thought that you have happen. Are y'all with me? Is that what it says? Am I missing? Hold on. You know those, you know those spirit-filled preachers, they just misquote the Bible all the time. <laughs> now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or what? Think. He can do more than you think. How does he do it? He does it by you aren't learning how to use faith that's fueled by love to pull this hope into reality. Your thoughts, your dreams. Anybody in here got a dream? Anybody in here ever thought about what next year looks like? Next five years? Next ten years? I mean, y'all know what I do for a living. I count other people's money. I said it the other day that the bank in 2033 is going to be way better than the bank in 2023. I got looked at like I had six head, five eyes, and 12 arms. No forward thinking. No hope. Hope is, hope is a great, great tool that I don't believe that we use enough. I don't believe we put it to enough work. Amen? Amen? He is able to do well above, exceedingly, abundantly above. All right. Above would be enough. Okay? Above what you can ask or think is more than what you could ask or think. Are y'all with me? Above what you can ask or think. And we'll just stay on think. Because, I mean, we're not, 
I don't think any of us are bold enough in here to ask for everything we think about. Are we? I don't think we do. I think that things get tough and we go to God and we only simply want to the bare minimum. Just, Lord, just give me just a little. Because we've been beat down by religion for so many years to tell us that we're only good enough for the, the lowest level that God has. And that ain't what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that we are good enough to walk up into the throne room itself and say, Father, I need this. I need some peace in my life today, right now. i got to have it right now. I need some joy immediately before I tear somebody's head off. I need help. I mean, God really lives where you live. I promise you. I promise you. You got to get real with him. You got to walk up into the room as if you know him as well as you know your next door neighbor or better. Above would be enough, Travis. I mean, what you ask or think, above would be enough. But he said abundantly above. Abundantly above would be way better than better. Abundantly above, Matt, is way better than better. Okay? You got that? Y'all with me? But that's not where he stopped. He said, I'm able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you just think about. Which is better than, better than, more better than. <laughs> this is hot off the presses. I'm making this up as I go. Can y'all tell? Thank you, Jody. Are you tracking with me here? And this is talking about what you ask for and what you think about. This ain't talking about trying to dig up in the Bible and make sure, let me make sure I can ask for it. Let me make sure it's a promise that's been given to me. No. The things that you can ask for and the things that you can think about. He can do more better than, more better than, way more better than that. The Greek for better than is better than. All right, Rocky 3. It's on Netflix right now. Everybody watch Rocky 3? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's got Mr. T on it. Huh? What's this? They always got the same message. There's only 50 of them. However, in Rocky 3, Rocky 3 is the only one. That is the best one. Rocky 3 is the only one where Rocky is fighting against the enemy, which is Mr. T, which everybody loves Mr. T. Yeah. Clubber Lang. And Clubber Lang says, I got a lot of mo. I got a lot of mo. That's right. Joe's over here quoting the movie. Y'all don't want to hear what he's got to say. 
He keeps saying, I got a lot of mo, I got a lot of mo. And I feel like that God himself is sitting on his throne looking at his children going, I got a lot of mo. I got a lot of mo. I got so much more than I want to do. I got so many more people I want to touch. I got so many more things that I want to do through your hands. I got so many more places that I want to send you. But, 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 but. You know, the Bible teaches us that the children of Israel, it tells us that the children of Israel limited the Holy One of Israel. It's the term that the Bible uses. It's in there somewhere. I can't remember where it is. Y'all go look it up. Somebody tell me in a second. Had I prepared for the message, I'd know where it is at, Jody. That they limited the Holy One of Israel. How? You get your love right and you start walking in love and doing all the things that you're supposed to do. You get your faith right and apply all the principles of faith. And what's all this working towards? Hope. But we ain't there. <laughs> what we hoping for? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, please. Y'all with me? Is this tracking? Yeah. Woo! All right, they got it up there? Now faith is what? The substance of what? The substance of what? Things that we hope for and the evidence of things that... We can't see. Faith is the actual lasso that reaches out. It's just like a, it's a wonderful life. Where Remember he said he was going to lasso the moon? It's the same idea. Faith is the lasso that reaches out beyond where you are. Faith reaches beyond your reach. Faith does more than you could do on your own. Faith reaches past walls around the world into tomorrow. Faith can touch the future. Faith goes beyond your thoughts and your desires exceedingly abundantly above. Faith goes beyond all of that to latch onto a thing. And that thing is hope. And you reel that dream in. You reel that thought in. You reel in that that, that vision, that desire that God has placed on the inside of you, the thing that you can't get off of your mind today because every time you go to the altar, every time you talk to God, this thing keeps coming up all the time. That's the thing that your faith is reaching out there to pull on. That's how this thing works. Now, faith. Right now, today, not tomorrow, not yesterday. We can't talk about what we did yesterday. We can't even think about what we're going to be doing. It's all right now. Right now. That's why before we got started, it's the goodness of God that causes men to repent. We had to clean up our hearts right now. Get my heart right right now. Why? Because we're going to talk about hope. And hope has to do with faith. And all this stuff is going to happen right now. So right now, we get right with God that quick. It don't take months and years and years and months. No. Like that. Right now. Faith is right now. Faith moves right now. God listens right now. God operates right now. God's not going to operate tomorrow. He's now. Right now. And if you think about it, the way God sees everything is always now. He doesn't live in time. 
He sees it all happening now. Every bit of it happens right now. This scripture was penned by Paul the Apostle 16, 1700 years ago. No, 2,000 years ago or so, because we're in, we're in 2023. 60 AD. Thank you. This was penned in, six, in the year 60. We're in the year 2023. God sees Paul writing it while I'm standing here. Time is not a line to God. Time is a sphere. It's a bubble. He sees it all now. It all happens right now. Repentance doesn't take years. Repentance takes seconds. Get yourself right with God. Make it right. Then the next step that you take, you take in God. Don't take in you, you take in Him. And then the next step that you take, you take in God. You don't take in you, you take in Him. Then the next step, you take in Him. You take... That's how this thing works. There's nothing you can ever repay to make up for what you did. You can't pay enough to get it right. That's why Jesus came. Guess what? God sees him hanging on the cross right now. So as soon as you ask for forgiveness, as soon as you ask for repentance, God sees Calvary. He sees the cross. He sees the resurrection. He sees the finished work. He sees the end of the end of the end of the end right now and sees you right with him. Don't get so caught up in all the little, you know, that's what the enemy's going to do. He's going to get you caught up in the weeds. He wants you in them weeds, baby. He wants you cutting that yard with some scissors. I got a couple of lawn men in here today. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You get up there with some scissors. It's going to be rough. You're going to be out there for a minute. I mean, is it better to cut with a little 20-inch push mower or one of them bad boy 62, 72-inch, you know, however, just which one's better? The enemy trying to get you all down in the weeds and get you caught up in all the mess and all the junk whenever God's just saying, just go ahead and be an eagle and fly above every bit of it. Don't worry about it. Let me handle it. Because I can see all of it right now. Sorry, I got hung up on now for a minute. That's not where I wanted to land but I got hung up on it for a minute. Amen? Amen. Y'all holding on? Is this fun? Yeah. Probably my last service, but we're having a good time, ain't we, Paul? <laughs> Where'd my scripture go? Melissa, what'd you do with my scripture, girl? I was just fit to get back in it. There it is. Look at that. It is the substance of things hoped for. I'm going to throw a vocabulary word at you. Y'all ready? Vocabulary word. In our modern vernacular, hope has lost its power. We see hope more like, happy birthday to you. All right, blow out the candles and make a wish. We see hope as a wish as something that we would like to see happen, but we know probably can't. Right. 
I'm going to say that again. Y'all didn't catch me. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't flow with me on that one. You've been tracking with me up till there. Hope is a wish in our modern day uses, usage of the term. It's a wish. It's something we would like to have, but we're probably not going to get. My daddy used to say you can in one hand and in the other and see which one fills up the fastest. It was want in one hand and in the other. Something. You did something else in the other hand. I can't remember what it was. We in church. Spit. Spit's a good word. Spit. Okay. It's a lot of spit, Paul. And she said spit. That's a good mama. My daddy did not say spit, but he almost did. He almost said spit. Not quite. There was one letter difference in there. It's close, though. He was doing his best. <laughs> Everybody knows Alan. Y'all know he's a blessing. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, gosh. Uh, a hope is a wish for a thing that we're probably not going to get. That's the way we see it. When Paul penned this in 60 AD, which we found out, when Paul penned this, the word hope was epizo. That word means an expectation. If you're expecting something, then you know you will. What's up, Justin? See you, man. All right. When you're expecting something, you know that you are going to receive it. In fact, if you delve into a piso, it is a confident expectation of something good. And the reason why we have a confident expectation of something good is because we have been convinced of something that is true. And this truth is the Word of God. His promise to you. You see this right here? It's not a book. It is a list of promises by the Almighty God Himself. The Creator of the universe has promised to you these things. And He is so set on making sure that these promises come to pass that He said everything else that Heaven, earth, all of it will go away before this does. He puts this above himself. Everything else will fall apart, but my words will never let you down. My words will never let you down. My word will never let you down. And because you become convinced that God is not lying, you, you actually 100% believe him. You ever thought about that? Do you really believe him? Do you really? Do you really? Or do we kind of? Where do we really land on that thing? Do we really believe him? Do we really trust him? Because if we did, we would trust him like we trust this chair. We would just sit down. We would just move. If it said to do it, we would do it. Paul was up here earlier talking about giving. If it says to give, we would just give. Why? Because the, the Bible says to do it. That's why I give. Why? Because the Bible said so. 
Why are you doing that? Because God said that everything else will pass away, but this will not pass away. So that giving is more than the money itself. It will last longer. Why? Because he said that's what will happen. He said that if he give, he give back to you, good measure, press down, shake it together, running over. Then if you bring tithes into the storehouse, help out women have bought such blessing, you don't have room enough to contain it. Y'all with me on that? Do you really believe him? Because if you do, and you're convinced that what he says is true, then you have a confident, joyous expectation of good happening, which is called hope. And this hope is given substance by a faith which is an action associated with that expectation and you begin to walk out the things of God and next thing you know, what is in the future and what you've been hoping for, the exceedingly abundantly above, now starts to show up at your doorstep. Because why? Because we let hope do what it's supposed to do. It's no longer a wish. We're not blowing out the candles on a birthday cake anymore. We are now using the principles that God left for his people. He said, this is how I operate. You do it the same way. And we live a life that just makes the enemy mad, makes half the world mad. Everybody gets upset because you seem to have it going on all the time. And you don't seem to be upset about stuff whenever things go bad. Things start going bad, you're like, all right. Why are you so happy? You ought to be sad. Yeah, I should be sad, but I'm not. I'm happy because God, um, God is doing what God said he's going to do. God's operating like God said he's going to operate. That's a good boy right there, both of them. Whoa. I believe that God wants to restore your hope. I believe that he wants to put some thoughts in you you ain't ever had before. I believe he wants to blow your mind. I believe that he wants to deliver to you the things that he sees in you 20 years from now, 20 minutes from now. I think he wants to put and instill in you light to where that darkness is driven back and everything that the enemies tried to squeeze on you and put on you and stack up on you and all the worry and all the concern and all of that. I think God just wants to say, here, here's a little hope. Try this on for size and see how you like it. Don't worry about all that other stuff. I got it. The Bible tells us to cast all of our care upon him because he cares for us. That's why we give him his, our cares because he cares back. And he cares back as the God of hope. You give me all your mess and I'll give you this. Look at that. I've got this prepared for you. It's coming. Whoa. It's more than what you think. It's above. It's abundantly above. Oh, by the way, it's exceedingly abundantly above. What you've asked for and even what you've thought about. 
We get so caught up in what the enemy wants us to look at. We get so caught up in life. And we got all, I, I promise y'all, I got some mess. Miss Angel is the only one that could testify to the mess that I got. I got some mess. Oh, well. Oh, well. I got a God of hope that I've given my mess to. That's why I was walking around all weird. Everybody like, what's wrong with you this morning? Well, I got to go up in the office and get rid of my mess because Jody prayed. God started dealing with me. Dumped my mess off and get me a little hope so I can operate. I believe that God wants to instill in y'all some light what tomorrow look like. So I need Miss Jody up here. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Come on, Miss Jody. Oh, yeah. This was your, you started all this. Oh, yes, ma'am, you started all this. Of course, I need Paul, Ginger, and Angel. I'm going to have folks up here that are prepared and ready to pray for you. I don't know if I'm going to be any good or not because I'm sweaty, nasty, my breast stinks right now, so. But I 100% believe. See, it said now faith is the substance of things that we hope for. Faith gives evidence to the expectancy. It gives evidence that the hope exists. Faith is a movement and an act because we believe the hope exists. We believe that the expectancy of the thing really is there. We can't see it. It's the evidence of things that we cannot see. It's just like I told my kids years ago, we haven't been in a minute, but I told my kids, hey, we're going to go to Disney World. Guess what? They believed Daddy said that they were going to Disney World, so they had an expectation of being at Disney World. Because why? Because Daddy said that we were going to, ex we were going to go to Disney World. So this expectation built in them, so they began to act like they were going to go to Disney World. Is this just making sense? Does this make sense? Like I told all of y'all, I'm going to give you 100 bucks on the way out. And, and, yeah, there's Stephen right there. Steven's like, yeah, I'm going to grab that hundred from him on the way. You know? I mean, immediately your brain just starts going to, yeah, I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to get my hundred. Right? If I said that I was going to do a thing, then we would build some sort of expectation that that thing was going to happen and act upon the expectation. So, I believe that God is going to instill to you brand new hope. However, I do believe He's looking for you to have some true expectation of that hope, which is just simply to step out, step up, move up. Take a step in God's direction instead of taking a step in your direction. Begin to move the way that God is asking you to move as opposed to the way that you feel like you ought to move and probably the way the enemy is trying to get you to move. Amen? So anyway, we got people up here ready to pray. Uh, what song are you going to do? Whichever one you pick, but you better pick one quick because we fit in a roll. So let's all stand because that makes it easier for you to move up to the front if you're halfway there, right? All right. There we go. Thank you, Joe. 
Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for hope. We thank you, Lord, for hope in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are good and your mercy endures forever. We thank you, Lord, that by the stripes of Jesus we have been healed. We thank you, Lord, that as we give, it's given back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. We thank you, Lord. That you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And we thank you, Lord, that as we believe you, as we operate in the way that you should have us to operate, Lord, that every dream, hope, and desire will come to pass. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. You can come up.